0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: What you doing? I didn't good, think I, I'm in LA to get
2: uh, better air quality, though. I can tell you that
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: I you didn't voice. expect that coming from Portland. <laughs> yeah.
0: My- <laughs> Finally, the tables have turned. Malcolm was texting me complaining about it yesterday. He was like, "Bro, I can't go shoot around." Crazy. It's foul. uh ter-
2: I got to. I got to no, say right off top, we haven't met before, but your pictures and even when I see you now on the video you look like you're seven feet tall. <laughs> like you got something about you like you just I'm, like, I'm like, I know he's not that tall, but he looks like way taller than me. <laughs> you just present big as hell. Jesus.
0: <laughs> man, personality fills the room up, man. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's uh, Terry, this movie um, is different. yeah man it
1: was like the first basketball back in the day like the first basketball movie I saw like I was like whoa what is going on because they all you know it's got a lot of characters in it right it's got a lot going on man I was like they're playing basketball what are they doing out there (laughs) the was amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, because that was my question I was like what did this did it speak to you just because it was like the first black like Sports thing, I figure like in that time period, there aren't many black sports movies, right?
1: No, I was not miss that like, many anything of sports of that magnitude, right? Like basketball sure. or that many characters of, of people with blackness. Um, so, it, and you know, Pittsburgh back then was like, okay, chocolate I'm like Chocolate City, okay, all right. So, <laughs> no, it's so like, I get it the- kind of entertaining, kind of weird, you
0: know, the concepts of Pisces and you know. And Okay. So are you what's your sign then? Are you I'm not a are you secretly I'm like, you secretly mad? Like like, I'm, 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 like, I'm a pipe. Um not a Pisces. I'm like, that means I can't play ball? what does that mean? Who did that throw me off? What what's going on? No, I can't. I gotta be a Pisces to boy play ball. But
1: uh, uh what... unfortunately I did not. That's
0: okay. That's, okay. that's hilarious okay, dude so you were like 16 when this dropped so did you think that this was going to be like what professional basketball was going to be like you were like this is it like they got they got
1: concert there they got people dancing they got the intros <laughs> they got everybody you know acting crazy <laughs> the locker room <laughs> scenes i'm like whoa okay all
0: right okay okay <laughs> You expected expecting to come in on a hot air balloon? Exactly. It's like, oh, that's, <laughs> I made it. I made it. This <laughs> is ridiculous, man. It's mad funny. Thank you uh, for coming to do this. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank no problem, again. man. No problem. Uh, we don't do intros, but... I
2: mean, we don't do intros, <laughs> yeah.
0: so we won't do intros. <laughs> so intros. not do going to change today. switch it up. <laughs> switch it up. Can't they know up. what's up. They'll see the, up. They gonna see the They're going to see the picture. I'll have to write a description <laughs> on the thing.
2: They can read that. You don't have Named, time for intros. Names only. Names only.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Keep it low. Yeah. All right. So I was doing
2: some, I was doing a little bit of, Literally, just looking at the Wikipedia page to see if there's some stuff that I might have missed about you. And the first thing that came up, is you played for Dick Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Bennett was the coach of Washington State when I was in school. Oh, wow. And it was miserable playing against them. I mean, we won most of the time, but the score would be like 38 to 39. It was yeah. just like, just like, <laughs> oh my, like just the worst things that people hate about college basketball like holding the ball for 34 seconds and then. They held Arizona to like fifty though, who was averaging hundred, well, I mean, but for was, us it was I like
1: playing a N AI level <laughs> where you had no shot clock and no three point line. We had possessions where we had to pass it twenty times before we could take a shot.
0: No, thank you. If you averaged 20 points doing that. I don't understand. You were the only person allowed to shoot. I don't understand. That's impossible. That was a finesse.
2: Terry was paying that, man. Terry's there was throwing some. Basically, rain. you told all your teammates you don't shoot
0: when you, it's on the passes, 21st pass is coming, coming to me. <laughs> I'm
2: not
1: the 20th guy, make it a 21st pass.
0: <laughs> My system. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, it, um, uh, it, it
1: challenged our opponents. That's for sure. They were like, man, many times guys said, man, you guys, you guys ever going to shoot the ball? What are you doing? Like, I'd be like, yeah, well, "Yeah, what kind of offense is this, man? <laughs> what are you guys running exactly? I was like, this is a passing. This is a passing offense. We got so that you part. Are, you guys are doing a lot of passing. When are you going to shoot?
0: <laughs> so you yeah. are the exact opposite of uh, the Clippers, yeah, <laughs> who are just a one-on-one basketball. Yeah, yeah. We, nah, you, well, <laughs> also
2: they won. <laughs> it's also a big difference between the Also club. true. Uh,
0: okay. Also true. true. I don't think
2: Terry shrunk in the biggest games. That's just me. That's just me. I don't know. Ooh, shot fired. Play, playoff playoff feet huh? Fire. Okay.
0: Fire.
2: I don't have to sh- I'm sh- I'm sh- my shots are as accurate as Paul George. I can fire them off all day doesn't mean they're going to hit. Too soon. That's a
0: little raw That's a little raw <laughs> That's a little raw. <laughs> Bruh. Best player in the league. Okay. Two points in the fourth quarter. Okay, guy. Yeah, that was right. hilarious. <clears throat> uh, do you have another bad? Uh, I actually have... This is the... I have to ask you this. When you were courting Susie... Did you, for five minutes, just dunk the basketball while she sat on the sideline and watched like Julius Irvin did in this movie where he was talking to Buddy City? I was like, what the fuck What's Susie? Put me in on this. His wife, Mama P, Rihanna's mother, is Susie Porter, and they uh, met in college. And in this movie, The Fish to Save Pittsburgh, Dr. J is talking to... The like little kid James Bond the third James character. Bond the third. There's the third in a it. line of black James Bonds <laughs> like, in the seventies. I don't understand at all. I have no idea how that's possible. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> I swore this man was a dwarf for the first thirty minutes of the movie because A little just, person. He's, he means little person. Exactly. I apologize. The little person. I forgot the c- PC term. Because he's just talking to people like Gary Coleman was, though. Just like he was an adult, but he was, like, mad small. Anyway, whatever. His sister is like, I hate basketball. Um, You seven-foot freak running around in your underwear. My brother can't do that. And then he goes... No, ain't nothing wrong with two on two. And then for five minutes, he proceeds to just dunk the basketball. <laughs> it's like a montage of him just dunking. And then after that, they're together.
2: They knew
1: their selling point. <laughs> like,
0: that was, they how they they was point.
1: not how I got down. That was not how, that was not my- That wasn't time. it? That was not it, that was not it. <laughs> I could not literally... dunk. So that was a problem for me. If I, I would have had to try to impress her <laughs> with my dunking skills. Game over. Just Game over.
2: Just, not just smooth reverse layups. <laughs> just up and under Back, at the backboard. <laughs> Slap, the yeah. backboard.
0: slap
1: that backboard keep it simple a
0: lot of, a lot of four just nice follow-through exactly uh-huh. uh
2: so yeah i was looking you're from wisconsin we're just gonna jump right into the a lot's happened in wisconsin in the last couple months yeah yeah and i know you're involved in the community there what do you do you have any hot takes about that or how you are reacting or anything that you're doing in the community out there in Wisconsin?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think Wisconsin has been like a lot of, I wouldn't say major cities, but cities that have been impacted by social injustice and law enforcement crimes. And so uh, it's a community that's trying to react to what's been going on and trying to uh, bring national awareness. So, you know, in regards to what, um, you know, we, we're trying to, uh, you know, take, protect our community and also, um, you know, give it a chance to really um, put it in light. And so it's been difficult, as you can imagine, um, for a lot of you know black communities across the country in regards to what's been going on. And so um, it's just been a constant struggle in trying to get people um, in position that can help make the right decisions and and uh, get this thing to a position where we feel comfortable walking down the street. We feel comfortable not being right. harassed. And so it's 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 a lifelong journey.
2: Well, the re- part of the reason I asked that is because uh, you know you have. At least when I saw online of like foundation that helps kids go to college in that area, uh, you've done work with the Boys and Girls Club. I had a talk. Chris and I were out somewhere recently, and this woman, she has a black brother who's not a brother. <laughs> I didn't really understand what she was trying to say. <laughs> who's a Marine? Who's asked? Who fed her this stuff that she brought back to us? Like, why would they protest when they don't do anything for their community? And I'm like, you're sorely mistaken. People have been putting in work in their communities for a long time, but the messaging doesn't get out. Like I had to, what I didn't know about the work you did in the community until I looked it up. You know what I mean? These things aren't broadcast. A lot of people do it just to do their best to help, but no one talks about it. So when you, I'm sure you've heard these messages before. What have they actually done? What does that mean to you? What do you say back to them?
1: Well, I, I tell them to go get educated. And like you said, um, everything is not, you know, people don't always do things to bring notoriety or get publicized. They do things because of the way probably I did it. I grew up in the Boys and Girls Club, and I swore that if I ever got in a position where I could help them, I would always, uh, you know, step forward, go visit the clubs, talk to the kids, share my vision, share my story with them. But they can know somebody made it, someone who has gone through the same struggles they've gone through. And then when I went to college, um, a school I went to, Milwaukee Public School, um, and my wife set up a fund at our college, I Meaning, our college, a scholarship. that anybody wanted to go from Milwaukee Public School to Stevens Point or any other state schools, we would get there, you know, give them a good portion of their scholarship taken care of. So uh, those are things that I think if you looked deep into people who've gone on and have success, obviously professional athletes have done a lot of great things. But I think even business people, local business people have gone on and reach back into the community to try to bring everybody up and I think it's all about the culture. It takes a village, so to speak, you know, the old cliche, but yep. I think people are truly um, um, looking to enlighten, not just their experience, because they've been blessed, but along the way, I had so many people in that community, that the neighborhood that watched out for me. So it's just about mm. paying respect to them and, and trying to do right for the next generation and provide an opportunity. I mean, I didn't get an opportunity like that. There wasn't as many, but when I got to a position where I could help, there was no question I was I was going to, uh, you know, do what I can do to try to give those guys opportunities to see another side of the world and have another experience growing up.
0: Oh, like kind of expand on that. You you're like the the mayor of Portland, right? So you, you're rubbing shoulders with a lot of uh, wealthy white folks. <laughs> and I was having this conversation with my friend the other day, of um, she was at a dinner with her parents and uh, like her parents' friends were saying, "Oh, I tried to do um, be a part of the thing, but they didn't want me." Uh, like, what's a less military, like, what is a way if you're on a golf course talking to uh, somebody It's like, look, man, this is just what it is, and this is what you can do. You're not, it doesn't affect you directly, but you still, if you say you're my friend, right, like, you say that we're supposed to be uh, moving towards progress, like, this is something you can do, like, as someone who this doesn't affect at all. Like, do you have a I'm trying to be less aggressive about talking to white people about this. Yeah, he's he just, just talking about you, man. This, <laughs> this is the softest he's ever spoken
2: <laughs> in his whole goddamn life. Every time we're on here, I get mad at him because he says... F bombs and N bombs every third word with you. He's like, "Sir, have you, how do you feel about that?" I did not go coonish.
0: Okay, <laughs> damn near. I did, man. I did, I did not. Who, who is I was this? I'm trying, right trying to be respectful. Come on, man. I'm trying to be respectful. You just chewed me out because you said I cussed too much in the last episode. He's <laughs> so, the only person The only person. Everybody else in our age demo, I'll give fuck. <laughs>
1: um, I, I think that I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a. Challenging. But I think what we have to try to do when you're in a position of meeting business leaders in the community um, who, I, I think, like anything, you have to educate them, right? They, they, they've they never, and I've shared this with guys, they've never had to have the conversation with their, with their sons about how to conduct themselves if they got pulled over. They've never had to have the odd feeling with their son left the door that he may get shot on something that, you know, just no way you should think that you're gonna, someone's going to die by a, a, a random or, or just a routine police stop. And so you have to under, try to teach them, which is hard. I mean, they have to be open about it, and you have to try to tell them the way law enforcement, officers, or just precincts in general, and how they police other communities, it's not the same way they police black communities, communities of color. And they have no experience at it. So you got to try to educate them a little bit and um, let them know that, yeah, you, you had a white privilege. It's just, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. um, you, you, for the most part, they're receptive to it. They're always willing to help. What organizations can we follow up? What organizations can we uh, provide support? And I think that's the biggest thing. I think in Portland's a a prime example because Portland, I love Portland, but the city may be 30% black or 30% of people of color. But when you watch all the protesters, it's probably about 80% people of non-color that's out there pushing and saying, this is not right. And so you have a momentum from not just the people or the communities of color, but the people that are outside that community. Now it's talking about, okay, how we can take this momentum and how we can really use it towards getting laws on the books, towards getting police officers training, change, and and that's the next step, right? That's the next step. We really want to have something for the next generations of kids of color. It's the ability for us to sit at a table, and get stuff that's gonna impact their lives and not have the same thing repeat itself. I mean, history doesn't I mean, go to any history book, man not not any history book, because some history books ain't well, history
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 if, if you go to the right history books, it's it's happened every generation, every century, it's happened. Yep. And it's been yeah. the same thing. It's been the same thing. So you keep asking yourself, why Why haven't we been able to get a change? Why haven't we been able to make it reach mainstream to the levels um, to for they can be concerned about it and say, okay, this is really going on. It's been going on. Now, how are we going to change it? And I think we're at a point now where if if it's not going to change after this experience and this moment, it's just not going to have to change because this is the most I think on a national scale that it is in the conversation every day. And the media outlets are more severe than they
2: ever were. So I, I, you, you coach at the university of Portland Mm -hmm. and uh, so you, you're around youngsters every day, 17 Uh, to 22 about Uh, when I was in college, I went to Cal. Uh, I was a political science major. I would say most of my teammates were like, oh, Rod's on that politics shit. Like, he's over here. He's, that's his lane. And then when I got, you know, when I was in the D League and trying to get, you know, called up and all that, you know, the stuff that I was doing was really frowned upon. And I really found myself in a box a lot, which was, you know, we'd have these uh, team awareness meetings in the D League especially. And I'd be the only one who had something going outside of basketball. I'm not. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to ask a question, which is. Lately in the last couple of years, guys like Mo Bamba, guys, where I see their pre-draft stuff, they seem way more dialed in, way more able to be themselves and have their personality and, and whatever that comes with. And I'm wondering, as a coach, when you meet these kids, do you feel like the kids of color, black kids, are starting to embrace activism more, political speech more? Do you feel like there's it's all the same and we got to keep you know pushing at it or you feel like it's, it's, are you seeing positive steps?
1: Um, I think the internet and the advancement of technology has helped that dramatically. I think kids are much more wired into what's going on. Uh, I don't know if they're to the level of the sixties where on campuses, it was always rally rally, you know, I don't know if it's to that level, but kids are, are more aware. And I think my, my approach and my, when I've talked to them on different topics, it's about, hey, you're in a position right now where you have an opportunity for a voice. It's on this campus, small campus, but still it is a voice. And wherever you're at, it's about you trying to make a change or trying to educate. And, and sometimes you can't be on a national level to make those changes. just being where you were at and trying to make changes and just trying to understand um, how you can make changes. Um, and how you can make people aware again. Uh, understanding everybody's culture is the best way to try to figure out how to, how to understand somebody and what their mindset and how they're wired and why they're wired that way. And sometimes that's, that's sometimes that's the difficult that's
0: the most difficult part. Facts. Okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you're from Wisconsin, you live in Portland. What are the three most aggravating things white people do? Because I have a list. I, I got, <laughs> I got, I got, Your I, list is I, way more than three. It's <laughs> more than three. <laughs> I'm trying to make it. Hot.
1: In, in regards to what they say to you, or just in general?
0: Just in general. Uh, I don't know if this is lighter. Of course, right? Hmm. See, that's. They, they
1: always heard. assume that you like fried food. Yep. They always assume that.
2: Wait, I, I, I was at Jama Juice yesterday and I ordered a watermelon breeze. And this. <laughs> This breezy behind the counter yells out, watermelon breeze, but I have to walk up and get it. And I'm like, God damn it, don't put me on blast. <laughs> just wanted to get
0: this on the level. <laughs> they never yeah, do that. You just call my name. Yo, that's so <laughs> aggravating. Because every time I'm in the grocery store, I'm like, shit. Ah, damn. Gelson's got the best <laughs> one. Be, <laughs> be? like, <laughs> they're all looking at me. I can tell they are. I know they are. This isn't in my head.
1: <laughs> and stops. and and sometimes they, you know, if if they ask. If they run across, maybe in their business, uh, another person of color and he's from your town, like, oh, yeah, I met this nice guy the other day. Don't you know him? He said he grew up in Milwaukee with you. I mean, said, like, I don't know every black person that grew up in the state of Wisconsin.
2: Are you sure you don't know Master P on a personal level? You've Come got on. to.
0: you got to know Jays. Come on. Hey, you all hang out the same circles. You hang out together, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael, I don't know the other black person you know. <laughs> That's so ridiculous.
2: Okay, so wait. We, we I did this segment online last week, a couple weeks ago, called HOF or FOH. And the the discussion is, should this player be in the Hall of Fame? And we were talking about Draymond Green. Now, it was it was scripted. It was funny. I mean, I wrote some jokes to make. Came off a bit insensitive to JaVale McGee. Yeah, Apologize, yeah, JaVale. Yeah, a lot. That's the homie. <laughs> but in this in this discussion, uh, in in preparing for it, I looked up his stats. Across the board, his stats are like half your career stats. And there are people who believe that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Do oh you, when you, when you see a guy like Draymond Green, are you like, that's a, for sure a Hall of Famer? Or are you, eh, I don't know about that. F-O-H or H-O-F? Let's hear your take.
1: I, I don't think he's a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think uh, because he's been associated with some unbelievable dynasty type or, or teams, he, he may be in the conversation. Now, again, if you look at his stats, hmm, there aren't Hall of Fame stats. But you start talking about, okay, he's got chips. He's got a defensive player of the year award. Uh, those are going to bring him to the conversation. Um, but if, if you're telling me that, you know, like if you compare them to, cause he's, I mean, he's like a three or a four man. Right. So if you go right. back to my era, he's not Dominique. I mean, Dominique's a, to me a first ballot hall of fame. Larry Burr is the first ballot hall of famer. Alex English. Those guys are first ballot hall of famers. Right. You know, Charles Barkley, first ballot hall of famer. They didn't win championships, you know, uh, right. But numbers and what they were able to do over their career. Um, warrant them to be Hall of Fame players. And I think it's just that has changed a little bit in regards to how they look at Hall of Fame guys because, again, if you just look at his numbers, no, they're not Hall of Fame numbers. But if you throw those other things in the equation, I'm sure he's going to get some votes for it. I'm sure he's going to get votes. I mean, again, his career is still not over. If he go, they sometimes reload and he gets another chip or get to come more first team all defensive teams and earn those type of accolades, he's going to get in. I don't know the last time someone who you could say was a, I, I mean, he was a starter for a championship team. I mean, I, you know, Steve Kerr won seven or eight. He never was a starter. Robert Horry, Horry won one, seven or eight chips as well. Never a starter on those teams. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting conversation when he comes up, um, what his final resume looks like.
2: Right, right. I think is think i going answer the question.
1: I would say he, he's going to be in the conversation. It just, it's hard to say one or the other right now at this point. I, I can't. I don't know if that's.
2: Well, we use guys like him because it's it's supposed to split the room, right? Like there's there's equal amounts of argument pro as there are against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think you said you mentioned starters on on championship teams, and I think that there is a distinction. That I mean, the Lakers won three championships in the early '90s. Probably only two Hall of Famers on that team. Say, but They had five starters. Box, so. Who's the third one? Who am I forgetting? Cap. Kobe. Shaq. Cap.
1: Oh, you talking about? Okay, I'm, I'm going way. Back. Yeah,
2: I'm, going way back. I'm talking about. I'm talking about 2000. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, we're talking about the, we're talking about the '80s Lakers. They got like five Hall of Famers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, the Kobe them. Shaq team, two yeah. two Hall of Famers and three just guys. Like yeah. Rick Fox. And they played big roles. I'm not these. I mean, the, the Rick Foxes and the Robert Ories and the you know, Derek Fishers, they were yeah. huge. No but they, none of them are basketball Hall of Famers based on their play.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't. Did they win? Did Fish win four? How many chips did Fish win with, with Kobe? Four or five? He, no, he wasn't he there four. for all five, was he? You have to look know. that up. But again, he. You know he was blessed to be a part of a great organization and be a huge factor, but yeah, I don't see him being a Hall of Fame type player. Um, Fox the same way; they had good roles and meaningful roles, but yeah, their numbers aren't quite to that level.
2: Right. So yeah, I guess in that vein, I personally see Draymond as
0: oh no, he got five
2: the best second player on that team. Uh, the, the best whoa, next whoa, 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 player, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. like we don't, what? Draymond
2: Green as the next bet. Like we know the three guys, Clay, Steph, and KD. He's like the next tier down from them. He's not in that. He's a guy that he could miss games if they saw those other three, and I see them still being able to win a championship. Oh
1: no question, no question. You got, you got Steph, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, you, hey, those other two guys could be Charles. Charles, Ray Charles, for that matter. <laughs>
0: I mean, Stevie Wonder and <laughs> Ray Charles ran out the, I mean, they the be like, five. They could fill in, in our
1: last too.
2: I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> when you talk about elite dynasties, and this is the thing that Phil had during his run. Phil had arguably the best players, two or three best players of their positions on his teams. The, the yeah. Chicago team. They had yeah. Pip and Mike, and arguably... You know, Rodman was a utility man, but he He was still one of the elite of his position. And then Mm -hmm. he went to to L.A., he got Shaq and Kobe, best two in that position. So um, Mm -hmm. you you, you can do some things when you got the best guys of those positions and those guys are, um, you know, warriors and, and determined and have some dog in them.
0: All hate no facts, Draymond is not getting in because he went to Michigan State. That's that's the that's the whole conversation right there. That's like, we could have ended it there. He's not getting in. Get out of here, role player.
2: But you, you coached <laughs> in the league and you You were yeah, you have you have a head coach, head coach speak. There's only a couple guys I ever played with who didn't have head like Sam Mitchell just he talked like he was just straight out. I was like, he like man, you got an old school game, man. I fuck with you, young <laughs> old. <laughs> the only one who didn't have head coach speak, Sam Mitchell. But uh, who's, who's play with, I played with Sam. Man. I
1: coached with Sam. We played together.
2: He's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, He's funny. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a Sam Mitchell story for Sam, me. Then you got to Sam something. is
1: hilarious, man. Sam is hilarious. Sam is. Man. You can You can You cannot set Sam up. He's constantly talking. Constantly talking. He's a talker. Like Sam. Okay, man. Kill it. Kill it. But no. <laughs> Great to be around. Great brother. Great brother. Great brother
0: uh i'm glad you did it because that's how brianna and i met but like how miserable was it coaching for the pistons i I, as someone who was betrayed by that organization as thoroughly as i was like i have to imagine it was just the worst event of your life (laughs) no those teams
1: those teams were good teams those teams had great experience that chauncey and uh rip and no those teams again another championship caliber team that the most challenging part was obviously, uh, you know, not getting back to the finals. Um, yeah, those guys was committed uh, to winning. Um, she was a challenge at times managing him. Um, I think Chauncey and uh, those guys, Tayshawn Prince, those guys did a great job of managing him a lot um, because when you're on a great team, a lot of times the players will police each other, right?
0: Yeah, but that
1: that happens, and so. It, it was great when it came that way with she, because she could be uh, a challenge at times just dealing with um, his approach to the game. You had to be – she's just one of those guys that – I mean, he's one of the most high basketball IQ guys I've ever been around. But if he didn't respect you, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm not – You're like, I don't know what I'm in on the floor with you for, man. What, what are you doing uh-huh. on the floor? And he, he just loses attention, right? But he was like yeah. – Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan, it's it's on. You know, he's locked in now. He's 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 ready. But a guy of not his level, you just I mean Chauncey you said all the time, you might just bring that man and sit him on the bench because he he used to it tonight, coach. He's just he ain't doing nothing. He ain't doing nothing He's just tripping.
0: That's also not surprising to me because <laughs> Rasheed Wallace came up one time for a um for a country day game. And uh before, we were like waiting in like the hallway before we went into the court and he was like you little soft ass niggas ain't ready to play this game and i was like whoa bro i was like, I was like hello to you too sir i was like what the hell man? we were like 16 like holy shit bro like It's like, well, hi. (laughs) Hi, person we look up to. Uh, All right.
2: (laughs) Did you win the game?
0: Yes, we did. You (laughs) lost the game. (laughs) If you had lost it. (laughs) He was right. We would have popped him by like 20. And he still was like, I told
1: you. I told y'all y'all weren't ready for the game. I told (laughs) (laughs)
0: y'all. It's your fault if we did lose the game. (laughs) Like right before we walk out. Come on, bro. Uh, People is reckless, dog. That's hilarious, though. Yeah, she, I, I played with know, a lot of like
2: not as extreme as Rashid. It's funny, I feel like the higher level of basketball you get to, it's like there's less guys like that, but the guys who are like that, they're so good that they are they're above like reprieve. So they, they really double down on being that way. Overseas, you meet guys like that because they never figured it out. Yeah. And then they just end up playing a half a season and getting sent home or something. But dudes in the league, like, I don't think people get how big the personalities are in the nba like crazy big like even on small things like jamal mcglure every time he did anything he would like say it out loud almost like he was like talking his stats into existence and like small shit like that is like it's funny as hell to a regular person when you're on the court it's confusing i'll be going up for a rebound and i hear mine <laughs> and i'm getting bumped out of the way by my own teammate
0: <laughs> just snagging Board it man, down. Board man. It didn't did work for Kawhi, so maybe you shouldn't be doing it. it. Carmelo does it. <laughs> I know. Carmelo, Fuck out Car- here. Carmelo's My true word.
2: rebounding number should be like three a game, but he he yells out that he's got the the other three, and people get out his way. Man, maybe he's it works
0: it. psychologically. He gets in your brain. Who is the most difficult person you've coached there, or had to deal with as a teammate, either or? Um,
1: as a teammate, um. J.R. Ryder, when I first got to Minnesota, and um, he was a challenge. He he was a challenge. Uh, um, Me, Sam, and um, uh, we had to have a lot of conversation with that young man about just showing up on time and just conducting himself in a manner that, you know, that's being a pro. You know, how long Mm -hmm. can I be a pro every day? Uh, Unbelievable talent, but he, he, he just, I mean, he just, the streets, he just always wanted to be a part of it. He was um, gambling and just out there late night and just that he couldn't, he couldn't just separate the two in regards to, okay, I got to take care of this and then I got to go have some fun. But no, nah, it was, couldn't balance. Time management, doesn't matter what career you're in, your ability to manage your time and still be productive on a professional level was something he did not, never master.
0: Couldn't get out of his own way. Do you think he didn't have,
2: like... Because he's not the only example of this. Someone with the tremendous talent that doesn't live up to it for various reasons. But I feel like a lot of times the reasons are the ones you're saying. They never truly learn how to be a pro and take their game to the next level. Uh, Do you feel like that's... uh, Do you feel like that's also something that will just always be around? Or do you think that's something that guys... Because I had to talk with someone who's a D-League coach, and he was saying, like, when you were in a D-League, Rod, there's a lot more head cases, quote-unquote, a lot more guys who didn't know how to be pros. But he's like, now the D-League is like, the guys that come in there are focused and ready, and that's why when they get called up, they are, they end up contributing right away. Do you notice that difference or, or not?
1: Yeah, I, I think... Um Guys like that, you have to first be really talented like you talked about before. And the guys that are borderline now, I think they fall through the cracks more because um, it's just, in today's game, they just don't, they're not putting up with it because the investment they got to put in, you know, the money now is so big, so much bigger. And they invest 20, 40, 50 million in someone who's, you know, who's going to just turn around and, and not be able to manage himself, uh, it it becomes a risk, it becomes a big time risk. So I, I think now there are more um, background checks, more detail done on, on kids nowadays. Kids are younger, uh, but also I think kids are educated a lot younger nowadays than they did back in our day. AAU has changed all that. AAU has changed yeah. all that to the, these kids now know You know, they're getting schooled on it from the AAU coach to the shoe companies. And they go into all these different types of, when they go to these elite camps, these elite camps are literally bringing in pros to talk to them. Other pros that may have played at the AAU or pros that, you know, you hear some of these guys like Chris Paul or LeBron, they got those shoe companies. They have like a, a skill development and they try to educate these kids on how to be a pro, how to conduct themselves, you know, with the importance of education and and they talk about social events. So they're a lot more school today than they ever were. And I think those kids that we've talked about, those kids get weeded out. They get weeded out quicker. Hmm. So I think it's less of the kids that just don't get it. And, um, and they just, because they like, why waste the time and obviously the financial commitment to those kids?
0: Oh, okay, on that same point, you are uh, under the delusion that the Portland Timbers are a good soccer team. Uh, what, <laughs> man? What? I mean, they're they real.
2: They are real.
0: <laughs>
2: That's like but 10% think... of all the MLS championships. You got to give them some credit. I mean, I
0: guess, yeah. But... What, 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 what are you saying? What's the MLS, bro? Like, like, what's the worst worst basketball on, Bring them on. (laughs) on. I hate on the
2: MLS. I don't hear anybody in Spain hating on the ACB, bro. Like, the basketball league. I don't hear, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is not the the NBA.
1: We're taking on on all challenges and we're putting our trophy case up. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying. Hey, don't, hey. You know, the Clippers thought they were going to be that ship, you know what I'm just saying, you know? Hey, fair there fair. it <laughs> is. There it
0: is. I'm there fair it, fair. Gotta it is.
1: Everybody going to
0: stab into That's why you
1: got to play the game. Just don't look at the paper.
0: <laughs> the, the point of that, that shot was just, do you think that there is going to be like a transition, like – Because you're starting earlier at development, especially with all these basketball players being in soccer, that soccer is going to be – as football starts to die down because of concussions, yada, 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 there's going to be a move towards more sports in that vein where you can have chances to get more money. Like soccer is getting you more money. Basketball is getting up towards baseball money. You know what I mean? Like uh, do you think that's going to be more progressions? Like there's going to be more money in that?
1: I mean, I think, you know, it's hard with football because football is like the American sport, right? It's just everybody yeah. grew up. And it's, it's, it's become, I think, more of a region sometimes. Like, you start going to the south, Texas or something, you know, you grow up, you're going to play football. It's just It was yeah. given. Uh, but I think, as you said, as more is being brought to the long-term damage of kids who've played football, um, I think more and more parents... Are taking a very, very long look at that and saying, You know what, what am I setting my son up for um what what am I trying to do uh, for him, and do I want to put him in harm's way i mean right. i, I that, again the, the, if you want to raise your son to be a quarterback, he's got a great chance of not having any issues because quarterbacks now are protected like no one yeah, yeah, ever can yeah. protect it. Exactly. You can you you trip and roll to a so oh, that's a flash
0: sneeze them. <laughs> that's, that's a flash.
1: And so the long term damage for quarterbacks is nowhere like it is for a running back or a receiver or the O line on the D line. Those guys are still man they 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 got issues, long term issues, and you see them all.
2: Well, since this is a audio format, Terry might be a little frozen here.
0: We're waiting for it to reload. I guess I can
2: just edit this part out, but maybe I won't. How are <laughs> y'all feeling? Either. Have you hey. checked in with yourself today?
0: Yeah, hey, guys. How, how are you feeling spiritually, mentally? All the oh, it looks
2: like he's back. He kind of oh. cut out for a minute there.
1: Oh, sorry.
2: No, it's all good. Oh, I lost you oh. guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> back?
1: Yeah, um, to actually finish. Yeah, I feel good, man. I feel good. Um, We got news that basketball is gonna start, so we're excited about that. We haven't got a schedule, but um, you know they're still working through how they're gonna manage through um, corona and what kind of testing system we're gonna have in place. And um, so, no, it's good. It's good. It's.
0: That
2: is that something that you, you know, you're, you're closer to the age demo that they say should be worried, but you'd be around a bunch of 20 year olds who every single one I know doesn't care at all about this yeah. and is just interested in partying. Mm-hmm. Is that something you have concerns about is like your own health or are you just gung ho and like whatever happens. And
0: that was my big concern with football, particularly. It's like, how are and you going to keep these kids from not, what like, they really tried to you know, manage. They're, they're going to be going to school. Um, and what is a college going to really do, forth, you know what I really mean? put
1: forth is a structure so in place. That's just brick health. That brick The kids experience. get tested every day or every other day to a level where no one falls through the cracks. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we don't have any kids on campus. So from that standpoint, um, there's not a really a lot of interaction with other kids. It's it's kind of like a bubble in itself. I mean, right now all we have is um, obviously the upperclassmen who're living off campus, but they're just you know they're just going they're just doing classes online and doing what they're doing. Yeah. It's not like there's a lot of interacting, walking around on campus. I mean, uh, we're only allowed uh, so many kids in our athletic department. Uh, each kid's got to go through the questionnaire every day get tested the uh the amount of temperature has to be taken every day so i I feel good about uh what our medical staff has come up with in regards to trying to make sure we don't have that scenario you know come out and play but you know again the numbers you would think with the numbers it's going to happen and then you just have to deal with it i mean that's 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 the reality that we just have to deal with it but i think uh, because of the testing is accelerated to the point where you're getting the results back at a much quicker time i mean when we first did it we first brought our kids on it was like eight to ten days before you got the results now it's two to three days so even they're working on i think it's just a couple of hours yeah each couple of hours you can get it back so you know i think that type of testing will definitely be able to um you know get out in front of it or have a chance to really get out in front of yeah. it and um so, I'm very optimistic about uh, that happening. Yeah, we haven't. You no, know, our state guidelines this, still are pretty we tough. Uh, um, you know, it's ridiculous because it like it's, it's challenging because when you you're drugs, look in our like like conference, our conference have. Like have you Majority of our 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 schools are in the state of California. Well, there's LMU and Pepperdine. I don't think they're even allowed to have practice indoors. They're still doing stuff outdoors, uh-huh. and so um, it's just it's it's a challenge based on your own individual state guidelines and where um, your numbers are uh, in that state and what your guidelines are. Because we're we're at least allowed to be in the building, obviously. Um, you know, we have to mask up and be gloved and make sure we don't have, you know, a lot of guys on the same court. Um, but again, some guys, um, some teams, um, universities are in our league's not even able to get in, get indoors. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that accelerates going forward as we get closer and closer to the starting deadline.
0: Yeah.
2: Follow-up question. How much do you hate St. Mary's? Because for me, it's a lot. <laughs> for, for me, it's through the roof. <laughs> Can't stand him. Never have been able well, to. I don't
0: think we beat they him yet. took our so, spot uh, in this
2: tournament not, when not not I was a junior. Never forgave <laughs> him. on his Australian. Kids but my son shit. did play for him. I don't like him.
0: him. How do you, how do you feel about, about it?
2: I did have
1: a son play for him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh i I didn't realize i didn't like your son (laughs) wow that's crazy
0: (laughs) but here we are they were just they,
2: they were the only school that had like open if we didn't have open gym it would be at their place and they were just so i mean it makes sense why they ended up being good but just so cocky and so like so white And you're so like annoying. I'm like, God damn it! Like, you're not better than me. You're not. Stop with the the nonsense.
0: So cocky and so white. You know what I mean? That's what Franklin said. They were very white. So that is accurate. But how does how does um? This is my question with football. If you aren't allowing people to do any practice, like once the game time starts. Isn't it inherently just going to be a worse quality as people start to get yeah. in the rhythm again on the court, like while it's happening? And again, football, like a obviously, there's the more
1: things involved football? with football. But I like, think yo, what, just general, as a, us to
0: do with this, you know any, what I mean? Like, any sport, I, I mean, you're I, I the coach. By the it's October about football day. the opportunity
1: to prepare your team being be in the best condition uh, they can be in, to be, uh, have the most understanding of the schemes that you're trying to get done. And it takes time to do that. And when you're not allowed, just for example, when you're not allowed to do any type of contact stuff, it takes away your ability to really execute anything uh, when it comes time to, uh, you know, play a game. I mean, there's, there's a rhythm to it. Um, I mean, football, I mean, you imagine not playing foot not being able to play football, not to be able to hit. I mean, guys would probably like that, but then come Saturday or come Sunday, And all of a sudden, you got a hit. There's a a shock factor factor there. So I think that, like anything, you you have to have a proper amount of time to prepare your team and um, to try to get them ready um, (laughs) for it. And when you don't have that um, adequate enough time to really get it done, it it becomes a bad product where guy's not being in shape Being in type of conditions they need to be, and then um, not being able to play ball at a level that uh, that's expected of them.
0: One thing that
2: you can do right now that has no restrictions in California is golf. Jesus Christ. And he's been getting annoyed. <laughs> that's you got to join, the movement. You gotta join the movement, baby. Golf time. is hot
1: right now. It's trending. I, I, I had a tea time don't this morning for
2: 9 a.m. He called me yesterday. I was like, yeah, I was like any other time it. I'm ready. And I'm locked in for this morning. Gotcha. <laughs> it's <right>. hot. <laughs> it's hot. You know he's stubborn. I'm you know he's, the he's stubborn. Just the He's like, oh, I I'm think archery the is the same.
0: I'm fighting the wave, man. He thinks I'm archery is the same as golf. i in the river.
2: I will oh, not be the no moves. be to the first ball. doing it. Got well, lot I, the,
0: of that. The question now, I have is, played, what is your handicap? I've never handicap played with him. And is been it, been it better
1: than
2: Michael Jordan? Have you golfed with him and beaten him and taken his money? I think his
1: handicap's a little bit lower than mine. I'll
2: be up for the challenge. I'll be up for the challenge.
1: <laughs> I'll be up for the challenge.
0: Yeah, I like that smoke. That was that was a political. Yeah, there I'll take go. his money. <laughs> I'll take his pockets. The problem with Mike is that he just keep he's like all right Terry that's another 18 like trying to Run do, it back. do it? like no he'll play 72 <laughs> holes
2: before he gives up the money
0: right like no nah.
2: and I took that personally best the 3
0: best the <laughs> <of> 5 <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here how did you how did you feel about the Michael Jordan documentary cuz Rod hates Michael Jordan after that Michael Jordan documentary. I don't hate him
2: I just don't I I think that there are my thing, and I, I I, want, I I would appreciate your take on this. When, is that, when did when did it get outdated? I think though the, the the idea that you have to be an asshole to be good is outdated, and so the more that he kept doubling down on that, for me, it was like. I would say, I would say that first of all, I don't think it's ever been a thing, but I think that he and other athletes in like the past kind of popularized this idea. And I'm not saying that it's ever needed to be a thing, but it's something that a lot of fans still expect. They're like, hey, you can't win unless your top guy is the biggest dick in the room. And for me watching it, I kind of had two takeaways. One is that I think that he, leadership has a lot of different forms. I don't think you have to lead that way. But also I feel like Jerry Krause was a man like a GM in that same vein and Michael Jordan hated it. Hmm. So it's like you like it that when it's when you're the guy doing it, but not when it. it's being done to you. And for that reason, I was like, uh, I don't like him as much as I used to. Just seeing the details so, of that stuff. Uh, it's a hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> That's <what> I said, <laughs> exactly. I come from
0: football. I was like, I don't understand that, right, bro. So, you have to be an asshole you, to do the Were you thing. involved with the corporation
1: or you? <laughs> to a degree, yeah. I don't thing. disagree with that. To that degree, leader, No, right? I don't think so. No. And you have to face um, so many, let's just say, not bullets, but you got to get a lot of hits. They're coming at you, right? Media's coming at MJ. Win or lose is always him. Um, and so there's an expectation for him when he walks out that door, right, that there's a certain level of play yep. and certain things. Where, well, if he's going to be taking all the bullets for the guys behind him, then he better expect – that the guys behind him are doing everything they can, right, to maximize their opportunity to be the best they can be. This goes back to, you know, J.R. Smith, or guys who are very talented. Um, if, if if you're part of a team, a part of a championship caliber team, everybody's got to pull That's their weight. And you have to understand what your leader is your leaders are going to be and how they're going to conduct and what they expect of you. And you have to be willing to take that heat. I've never been around a championship team that the top guys didn't give heat to the other guys. Now, I don't know how you define heat. I don't know if you asshole, asshole. I don't know how you say asshole. Cause I mean, I think we've all faced assholes and I don't think a, a teammate of mine is that I, I would ever define him as an asshole. Um, I think that. Well,
2: that's that the question.
1: <laughs> there's definitely a, a certain level of respect factor that I think first happens when you're on a team, and I don't know if this happens in corporate America. Sometimes a boss can just be a boss because he can look, he can fire you. On a team, a superstar for the most part can't fire you. There's, there's first a respect factor because you've gone through the challenges of getting to a, a certain level, a pinnacle in your career, and you've achieved that together. Yes, Michael had done the majority of it, but Steve Kerr was in the world, Cartwright's of the world. There was huge factor in regards to helping him um, achieve those type of, uh, that type of success. So um, I, I loved it. I thought everything about it was uh, great. Um, even someone who was in, uh, in that era, I found a lot of things. I mean, uh, the Dennis Rodman getting 72 hours to go hang out in Vegas for a vacation in the middle season. Blew me away. I'm like, what? And then MJ had to go get him. And Karma Lecter is the one who greets you at the door, standing at. Yeah. 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 I she. It was she did not. Nobody I've ever been around done that. I mean, what? What he's done is just he flipped the switch on everything. I mean, he, the man wore a dress and said he was gonna get married. I mean, he just. He just. I mean, he from. Um, He just went to a whole new different level in regards to, you know, how a professional athlete mantras or their their brand. I mean, he just took it to another level. Yeah, it just this is this is where I get down, and you either with it or you not. I ain't got no problem with that. You ain't got to be with it, but just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
2: like yeah. yeah. here, so we're gonna sound weird for a second, but in the last thirty years, there have been basically five. Champions. I mean, six, if you include the Rockets, but I'll say basically five champions. And I would say two of them are famous for having leaders who are, let's just say, more aggressive. And the other three are not. And I think that the, the, the Kobe-Michael teams are kind of what the casual fan thinks as the pinnacle for how a team should be led. And I think that the Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, LeBron teams are... I'm sure they're equally as they hold their teammates just as accountable, et cetera. They do it in a different way. And that side never gets the same credit. So even if, even if, Hey, maybe there's different styles that it takes to win. I can totally understand that. Those other three are never talked about in terms of what people look for in leadership. It's only the first two in my experience, listening to this conversation over and over again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I I think um, Larry, uh, my MJ was like that. um, Magic was like that. Larry was like that. And, um, you know, I played with Timmy and Tim was not like that. David Robinson was not like that, but every, to be a leader, it's about being able to um, get your guys to follow. Right. It's all about follow. And I think, um, you know, when you talk about Kobe and 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 Michael, everybody said they're the same, you know DNA. Uh, Kobe's respect a lot of it, things that Michael and how he went about being a pro. And so, from that standpoint, I can see where he really tried to implement a lot of things that MJ did. But I think it's again, it's about your own personal you know, how you manage it, and then how you get people around you to buy. High into your your leadership and um, and how you conduct it. Um, like you said, I think Tim was Tim was a great leader. I mean, he he didn't, but when he did talk, everybody knew shit. We better be we better be locked in because uh, he didn't say a lot. But again, he he was always the first one to the gym, last one to leave, always worried about guys, always checking in, making sure guys were, were okay. Uh, and he did it a different way.
2: yeah again like no Tim Duncan won five championships, and no one talks yeah. about his leadership again, style like, no, that's, all not, no his that's all I'm saying it's not like, I, I guess I'm not necessarily saying one is better it, I me, did that's like, all I'm saying when I watched the documentary it one to way. me was like reaffirming and that people only I, I ever that talk about that one way and i I don't think that that's
0: one way. I don't think that that's just applicable I, in real life. That's... Were you and Clyde telling people they can't eat? How many meals you did you deny? You telling people they can't <laughs> eat. You're, they, you're, you're
2: rookies.
1: We that. did you that. That's
0: crazy. I think that's <laughs> what he's trying to say. The dude is wild. It's.
2: Well, you were in the league for a long, long time which to You're me to signifies a, a like long, long a pro's, pros pro you you well, obviously were a guy that teams wanted into the locker room for years and years and years is there room for years and years and years at the is end is especially there, were there did you have like a routine with rookies that you would at the hey end rook, especially, like i've been here 15 like years you don't know shit that you would you're going to bring me eight donuts at 8 p.m. every day for eight
0: weeks until you get it, until you figure it out. No, I mean,
2: was,
1: there were certain it. things that... Um, <laughs> get
0: it burned in your head. <laughs> as
1: um, a veteran, the old guy, Pops, so or however you want to try to um, label um, the guy with all the experience, um, there was like a mentorship at, when I was around. Um, guys did it to me when I stepped on the scene, um, but there's also just, it's not hazing, but it's just, you know, part of the process, right? Um, you know, you as a rookie, you had to be, to practice early because, you know, you had to make sure you got there and got on the, the taping table before the vets came, because the vets came, they were going to bump you. And then that means you would be late for practice, so you had to get there early. Um, again, when we were flying – commercial flights the rookies the vets would get off the plane walk on the bus and the rookies had to identify their luggage to the porter but he can grab their bags and then you had to come up on the bus and tell vet vet 25 vet 24 whatever vet your bags are good i gave it to the porter so but that was all part of just i mean it's fun as part of the you know it was nothing crazy they always watched out for you i mean i remember guys um, you know, when I first jumped on the scene, they took me, I got my, my first suit. I remember when I was a vet, a couple guys, I would always give them their first suit. Uh, at times when we were going home and they were going to hometown, I would, you know, get an envelope with your per diem. I would give my envelope, go, man, go have a good time back at home, and which was which just per diem money and just, you know, hit them up like that and just show them love.
2: Yeah, uh, per diem money. On that note, just I uh, used reminded me of a funny story. I don't think yeah,
0: I've, Chris knows all
2: my stories at this point, but maybe not this one. <laughs> I was in I was in Chris camp with the Nets, and my <laughs> net worth <laughs> must have been like seventeen in, total dollars. The Nets, and and the, the per diem was, was like a hundred dollars a day, something like that. <laughs> and I had the <laughs> I, had the, and I and had the locker right next like to like Jason Collins, and he got his per diem and he put it he took it out of the envelope and put it in there, and I realized. He must have had, like, he put it, he took it out the envelope I don't even want to put him on blast. A lot of money. Like, <laughs> a crazy, like, more than most blast. people's annual money. salary <laughs> amount of money <laughs> in there. And <laughs> I was like, more that's than your birdie? he's like, seven years, man, never in in spent <laughs> it. And I was just like, kept, like, kept putting it in his goddamn locker. I was like, this is insane. Just seeing that much cash when you have nothing. I was like, bro, just anything, please. Suh. I'll dance. I'll do whatever you need. Let me get two weeks. Yeah, Let <laughs> me no no just to get it. two weeks.
0: But, but, there, said, Who Who help me out. That's hilarious. MJ said you were the hardest person that's, uh, that's, Ter- that's, that's, Ter- <MJ> uh, that's defended him. Who, um, after MJ, was the most difficult person for you to check? You guard-wise,
1: my position, um, Tim Hardaway, Kevin Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. Smaller, quicker guards was always a challenge for me. Thank God we could put our hands on them back then, compared to today. Because, you know, they can put it; they can put the ball on the floor, and you're able to disrupt their 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 route a little bit by putting your hands on their hip. But those guys, those three guys, I, I put them in the same group because they all had the same skill set. They were very good with the ball, good handles, um, could shoot it, could score it in a lot of different ways, and just their offenses that they're, they're on really predicated around their ability to to get shots. And so those guys was um, a challenge, really a challenge. Uh, Rod hates when I talk about
0: this. Do you think that Bill uh, Lambbeer was a... Um, Rod hates I when I talk about this. <laughs> this. Do you think that Bill What do you Bill mean Lambeer I hate? We talked about this <laughs> one time I for like two minutes. Bill <laughs> because 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 it. It. We talked about this like China three China. times, and he's like, oh, fuck out of here. Everybody, always. <laughs> whenever I bring up Bill Beer goes, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, I think it's rather funny that a dude got a whole Let me clarify, because I don't think we've actually talked about this at length. I don't mind Bill Lambier. He was necessary for the moment. Like...
2: China when you have a guy like that on your team, you love him. When he's on the other team, you hate him. It's just the bottom line. I, you have a guy I don't think I have had a of strong opinion him. I think Bill i for that
1: team. He was a very important part of our team. And he was, you know, again, I, I wouldn't say he was the most talented guy, but he figured out a way to get underneath your skin and mentally screw you up, right? Mel, mentally beat you, you know, mm-hmm. give you a bow here, give you a push here, do you something. He would, he would try to figure out, you know, what was your – point where he could try to get you to cross the point where you all of a sudden you lost track of what you were doing in the game. You couldn't focus on your skill set because I mean, he could not outrun anybody. He couldn't outjump anybody. He could, I mean so how was he going to beat you? I mean he was going to beat you by mentally uh yeah. you know getting you off your game. Um he you know, he played with the edge. He played with the yeah. toughness you give him that. And you know, his ability to make shots and he had a good basketball IQ, but um, for that team, it, it was a perfect fit. I don't know if that that would have fit with another team. I don't know if he would you – know, he couldn't have been part of the Lakers showtime because he was <laughs> – well, I, I mean, he was, right. he have, what was he going to do? He can't, he can't go running down the lane. Yeah, Magic going to give him another look. He's <laughs> yeah, going to no fly there and dump.
2: You know, so uh,
1: <laughs> everybody just – it's important like in life. You just got to find your niche and find the right place you can go – built that fit that script and uh, get paid
2: for it. Yeah, I think there's a few like modern day Lambeers, I would say. I mean, depending on what the rules are, if the rules were different, these guys would definitely be Bill Lambeers. But I'd say Aaron Baines is a Bill Lambeer for sure. Just a strong dude who fouls a lot, is is there to be an enforcer and can shoot threes a little bit. Is there to be an enforcer. For, for, uh, yeah, no. And he played play for Bennett. Yeah. And he played for P.J. Tucker. He's buddy
0: on Houston. Tucker's like, I mean, uh, see, you can't sure, control Tuck, Tuck, Tucker. Tucker, to me, is, yeah. you know, he's,
1: in today's game, they, he's a makeshift. I mean, he's six, 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 seven. He would have been a small forward. He They turned him into a center. He's,
2: he's like 6'4", 6'5". Like, <laughs> He's listed yeah. six five, uh, so you know he's six three and a quarter. Six five.
0: He's, six he's, five. If he's, he's listed as six five, that that's, means he's that's six four. Yeah, the, game. the game has become positionless <laughs> basketball. You, know, position is
1: fast. <laughs> you just put that, your man. best if five you best play players, six, players five. out there. I mean, Houston Rockets, like you said, they. I mean, the tallest guy they have on the roster is six seven.
2: You beat you be a pick and pop four, jump forward. I could be a
1: pick and pop four because you're six three. Yeah,
0: jump forward.
2: And visually you That's look 69 six nine so it works. <laughs> so you get the intimidation of the <laughs> height and, and the skill <laughs> so of, of the plays on the And
0: the skill of small like the ball usually at the, the outdoor You get all the wins. The We're We're not, not talking no, about you me. know what? You kept get off the rails by now. So you also switching it up.
2: You I would say Amecha Okafor and Ethan Strauss the guy who wrote the book on the warriors and Ethan I Scott's have more listening to do than talking. So it's not, I'm not going to get off the rails. I like to hear this, but it is, we are approaching the time. We didn't talk <laughs> about the movie at <laughs> all, <laughs> which I told it Chris, is, I was like, I have so, are so are many questions uh, for this guy. I'm not going to really ask about the movie. So we could do that maybe another time, but I do want to know if there's a, anything coming up for you, any, any messages you'd like to give, etc. just to, just to square it all together, et cetera. Uh, no, I would, I would say
1: square it all together. Um, with today's environment, I would say everybody register to vote. Get out and vote. Whoever you want to vote for, get out and vote. That's the big thing. That's, uh, yep. you know, get out and, um, yep. you know, have some issues you, you're very strong about. Try to find a candidate you feel fit to that and get out and vote. Otherwise, um, you know, it's about uh, trying to make change in any way you can. Any way you can. i trying to make change to get the, get us going back on a positive vibe. Our country going on a positive vibe right now is very negative.
2: Is yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add a tag on this about resources where you can vote. You can vote. To vote we'll uh, you in case any of my and listeners currently aren't registered to vote, we'll give you that information. And I will add language. to that if you vote for Donald Trump, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll come and I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill that you. That
0: <laughs> I'm not saying not that strong. I'm not coming out that strong. You. I don't need no heat like that. I don't need no heat like that. Vote <laughs> no. for whoever you want, Favour you opinion But I'm not talking about <laughs> copping <and laughs> nobody. There it is. There it is. Ah, wild. There he goes. He brought it back. Sir, we appreciate <laughs> you giving
2: us your time right, man, this morning. You got, got a safe busy morning. morning.
1: Thanks a lot. Right, appreciate sir, it.
0: Appreciate good. you giving us your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy your trip, Terry.